think I know how to do hands very well. Will you help me? And so Jesus and my mother and Amos do the picture. So I love it. As a matter of fact, I didn't know where it was at, and it was in my garage. Praise the Lord. And I know it's kind of a wreck looking, and then I'll try to get it fixed better, but that's your hand. That's my hand holding Jesus' hand. How about, is that your hand? Looks just like yours, doesn't it? How many times have you wanted if I could just touch? How many times I've pictured Jesus holding my hand or sitting right beside me as I needed him desperately? Needed the love of a father. Remember holding your daddy's hand or your mommy's hand? I mean, I didn't care. I, I hold t- Tiffany and I hold hands. She has, she helps me. And sometimes I just like holding her hand when she's helping me because I love her so much. And I like the skin on skin. Anyway, we're going to talk, and I can see this will continue because I want you to soak it. We're going to talk about the man with the withered hand. And maybe it's not one of those Bible uh, stories, Bible events, I don't want to say it's a story, but you know, well, you know what that maybe you don't know a lot about. I listened to at least 25 sermons this week on this subject. I've looked it up to the place I got so much in this brain, I feel like it's spewing it all out at the same time. I have my best, and I, you know, I love African-American people because I like their style. And I listened even this morning to a pastor that was like, and, oh, and, I loved it. I was like, mm-hmm. these people with had ladies had hats on, and they was preach it, preacher. All right, so you know what the synopsis gospel means that they are then Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They all have similar. Some of them have some unique how they saw it, how God told them, and um, sometimes they'll have similar. Stories. Sometimes it it'll be a little different in how they saw it, perceived it, or what they heard. Um, it's not that they're not telling the truth, but sometimes each one will enhance it in how they felt. I like Dr. Luke's version the best because he's a doctor, so he talked about the physical <coughs> a little bit more detail. All right. So, in Matthew, chapter 12, and 1 through 14, at that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. Has anyone ever done that? I mean, if you're hungry, you're hungry, but that would be different, wouldn't it? And um, when the Pharisees saw this, I'm telling you, those Pharisees must have had just, they was like spies. I mean, they were everywhere. You got the Sadducees, as Grandpa said, Sadducees, they're sad, you see. I think it's good, because they were sad. And the Pharisees, they were the religious leaders. There was the Sanhedrin. But the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees had some similarities, and yet 
they disagreed greatly. Um, I believe it's the Sadducees believe that there was no afterlife. There was no heaven. I don't know what they, I mean, they had some things. If I was going to sign up, I'd have been like, no. And the Pharisees, they were, I mean, here's some religious leaders at that time. The priests, the Sanhedrin, some other people. And they walked around, you know, they each had their outfits that made them, and so you knew they were the Pharisees and the Sadducees and Pharisees and whatever. And they had big outfits, I mean, big hats and all kinds of vestments and robes, and they were kind of stuck up. They walked around in their groups like, we are the greatest, they were intimidating. They abide, some of them were so into the law that they not only took what God said, but then they decided to make up some. And they pretty much were law abiders, not for them only themselves, but for you. So they had, they were always going around because they wanted to trip you and to test you, and I forget which group it is now, sorry, 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 but it might have been the Sadducees that believed where it says, you know, an eye for an eye, you know, whatever. They believed, hand, you know, if you did something, they you just cut off the hand, or you plucked your eyeball out. I would have been running from those guys. I'd have been like, you taking my eyeballs, because they believed if it said that, they took it way past the meaning. They were so religious that they had no idea who God was. So religious of their interpretation, which, trust me, I want you to check my interpretation. I've said to you a hundred zillion times, I want to know the truth. I want to tell you the truth. I want you to, to, to look it up in your Bible. I don't want you to believe everything I say. I want you to believe it if it's the truth. I want to tell you the truth. I don't want you going around thinking something's true when it's not. That'd be silly. And there's church after church after church after church that is teaching things that are true. And there's thousands of trillions of people they're believing it and following it because they believe that without researching it, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal it to them, and it's one sad situation. So these groups are no different. They brag about their praying. See how I pray? I prayed on the right in front of everybody at High Street and brought it. It was the greatest prayer. And I had the best outfit on it. See how great I am and see how godly I am. And what did Jesus say? Give a filthy rag and see about a dead man's bone. He saw, I mean, he probably thought your outfit in that great. I got better ones in my house. And he also looked inside and saw who they were. So we can be so religious that we forget our relationship. And so there's the Pharisees. 
saw them, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. He answered, Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread. Oh, man, <coughs> that's like eating the communion bread before the service starts. Okay, sorry. Which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priest. Or haven't you read in the law that on the Sabbath the priest in the temple desecrate the day and yet are innocent? I tell you that one greater than the temple is he. Again, he's saying, they're so worried about everything they think he's doing wrong, criticizing, trying to trip him up, getting killed. We'll watch you and forget you. And they have hate for this man. I don't think that was godly to you. So their prayer would mean what to me? If you hate this person, you're trying to trip them up, and you've got their eyeball out, and you're chopping off their hand, uh, where does that say that in Torah? Which is the five books of the Old Testament. If you had known what these words mean, so if they didn't have a relationship, but if you would have known because you searched it, because you asked Jehovah God what was true, you would have known that you're too worried getting your spy equipment out. If you'd have known, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. <clears throat> you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord. You guys who are making up your rules had 661 um, rules on the fringes of their prayer show. <coughs> he said to them, if any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? Now, I love sheep. I told Tiffany I wish I could have a sheep. I'm serious. And I'm not saying that sheep, you didn't hear me talk to 91, this one, there's 91, and you get what? But they're making all these rules so stringent. I mean, they made up stuff that was so ridiculous. Like you can't comb your hair on the Sabbath, let's say. And if your sheep falls off, you can't go back and get it on the Sabbath. Stuff that was nuts because they wanted it to be so strenuous that you couldn't hardly bear it. I'd have stayed in my house on the Sabbath and never came out, and I've been like, I ain't doing nothing. So what was the Sabbath to them? It was hurtful. It was hard. It wouldn't even been great. I, how do I serve God when I think one of them are going to find me for doing something wrong that I didn't know I was doing wrong? And so if any of you, so about the sheep, how much more valuable is a man than a sheep? He's saying, I understand the sheep is valuable. That's your sheep. But what about a man? Don't you care about somebody being healed or helped or fed? And they were like, no. Then he said to the man, so, sorry, 
part of you. Moving on from that place, thank you, he went into their synagogue. And a man with a shriveled hand, this is Matthew's terminology, was there looking for a reason to looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, that's the Pharisees. They asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Can you imagine coming to church and we go, listen, it's a Sabbath, but we don't do healing here. We don't try to help you on the Sabbath. We just come and we'll do we read, you know, blah 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 blah. Some fancy guy in a hat will say all these words, you know, from the Torah, which amen. And then you try to get home as fast as you can without getting in trouble. I come to the church to receive it. But they made rules of what you could receive from God because of me. Aren't you glad that there are some people left, some good preachers left, that don't care what the Word says? They don't care. They, they pray and ask God to show them how to be a servant of the Most High. And they care about the sick and the broken. Isn't that why we come to church? Is this a hospital for sinners? Yes, we should be the saints coming to church. We've got to grow every day more in his presence, more, more. But aren't you glad that it's a multiple things that you can receive? I want peace. Some days I come and I'm rattled and I was crazy thinking I was running late and all the things I had to do. But I wanted peace and then I want to leave with some hope and I want to be encouraged and help with my discouragement. And God, could you heal our bodies and help us with people with people in our lives and help us. I mean, I don't know about you, but there's a grocery cart down the down a couple of houses down that's sitting out in front of the house. So help me, gosh. I, if it's yellow, I'm going up to church and going and bring nothing in. And you'll know why. Because all my things could fit in that grocery cart. Hanging over things I need. And so they were decide, making decisions of what people received on the Sabbath. That's why men and women today have decided. In the United Methodist Church. And we're going to be praying very hard. There's a decision coming in February. It will take a while. But the decision, there is no ifs or buts, ladies and gentlemen. Methodist Church is going to stay. They're deciding on different, I read all the time, and I can hardly understand it. There's three things that they're trying to vote on. They're all stupid one is someone decent. We're going to find out if we keep our church or we lose our church or what they'll give us or what they won't give us. A man who decided that the word of God is not true, man and women who have been um, used by the devil to desecrate the temple, and to decide that God didn't say this and he didn't mean this. And so a church across the world is fighting over what the scripture says and is willing 
to lose souls and to ruin people's lives and everything. And, and <coughs> maybe people will lose, quit going to church, lose their souls because what they think it says. God. I ask God to help me interpret it. I read, I research, I read, I research. I mean, I got the printer, Jenny's got a printer in her room, and I text her and I go, I'm getting ready to print something. Because you know it's like when you're trying to sleep and all of a sudden it goes, I mean, she almost jumped out of bed one night, so now I gotta tell her. That's only right, wouldn't you think? Yeah. And then I got me, as 25 pages are coming out, and she said to me last night, Mom, you're killing me. <laughs> I have to get out of bed one more time. I got it on my phone, I'll show you. I don't blame her. You know you're sleeping, they go, could you do And half what I printed didn't come out, and she gave me some stuff I thought, I don't know what that is. Anyway. We're going to kind of end this part, but I want to give you something upbeat. But do you see what I'm saying? There comes a day when man decides what the Bible says. Now, the Word of God was written by man. But I believe that it is the Word of God. It was given to them by the Word of God. Why would God, who we believe in, who we serve, who we want to see someday, why would we, as human beings, think, you know, some of that probably isn't right, and some of that is wrong. He made us. He said, there be light, there be this. He's God, big God, spoke it, came into existence. Now, I got enough faith to believe that, even yeah. if I don't quite understand. Right. So why would I, in this little mortal being, I wouldn't care if I had three PhDs, 20 masters, and they said that I was probably one of the smartest people in the world. That'd be cool. What happens if I had all that, but I didn't know Jesus? Right. That my father was the devil, and all of a sudden I'm going, nah, nah, that ain't right. No. What do you think God's going to say in judgment? Um, one of us was correct, and I think it was me. So I don't care. I got opinions. I think things are certain ways. We all got opinions of life, don't we? Well, no, I don't think that's right. Now that's how many times have you said something? Everybody's got to tell you what it's like, how they do it, what you're doing is right or wrong, and everybody's got an opinion. Maybe it is right, but maybe it isn't. Now, don't we kind of look things up or figure things out, right? But man in today's world wants to say who God is, even his word says. And thousands and thousands, a hundred of thousands, will lose their souls and not go to heaven because they fell into So they were worried about what Jesus was doing. And they didn't care about this man with liberty. Didn't care about some, you know, they probably didn't have this hand. This hand was so disgusting, so indescribable. I looked up pictures 
and it would have been clear up to his arm, and it was his right hand. We'll talk about that next. And he was deformed and all achy, and, and, and he couldn't take care of his family probably because he could he was maybe right the right hand. And, and, and how do you do all these things? And he was shunned and he was icky, and he probably became a person that slithered behind walls and boards and was looked upon as an icky person. And they maybe didn't have, they were hands were all good. They was feeling good that day, they had their energy zones. And they were so religious. Knew the Torah, the five books of the Moses said, and yes, and we know, and we can yes. They didn't know who he was. And when he was standing in their face because of satanic not seeing, not seeing, not seeing, being deceived, he stood in their presence. He didn't They didn't smell. They didn't feel. They didn't see. They were deceived. So their joy, their love, what was it? They didn't have any joy. When they'd been said, oh, you know, they knew all the scriptures that said, he's coming. There will be a Messiah that's coming. And, and, and all the things were written out. It was like, duh, 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 duh. Here he is. They knew it inside and out. But they didn't know it. How do you read something and you know it almost? I can put that together. I know exactly. And you can put it together and you can put it together. But you never use the, the diamond. You might be a professional putting together something, but maybe you'll know really about it. And these people came to church all the time in their great robes and their hats and talked about it, recited it, and said, Oh, don't you do that, now. You got your arm up, one right there, that's the end, or the drum. And we're criticizing and critical. And they didn't even care about people getting help because that's their rules. You don't do it on the Sabbath. How would you like to come to church and say, We don't know healing here? Uh uh. No way. We don't do that anymore. There's no revival meeting. You ever been to a revival meeting recently? Vacation Bible School? I'm, I'm talking about us too. We don't have Sunday school. We can't come. We don't come on Wednesday night. We don't have Sunday nights. Too busy. We've made our own rules and laws. Okay. I'm. A, how about when I need something? I'm sure hope that Jesus isn't so busy. He gives me. But I'm too busy to go to see him. Like the man who said he only calls on him when he needs help. I get it now. I guess I'm awake in it. But he's only using Santa Claus when he needs the presents. So he can't be right. Because God called him all, Jesus called him all kinds of names. Viper, dogs, dog, poo-poo. And he, had, he said like he felt it. He saw it. He said it. But we come on the Sabbath to celebrate that Jesus is the resurrection. Be saved, sanctified, grow, knowing, give up, get more, blessings, heal, forgiveness over and over again. 
and they didn't want to. And the threats of the world was in Jesus. Right. Remember the season of Christmas when we had to say happy holidays? I said Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas to badges, and people couldn't say it at the stores. Too many laws, too many rules that man has made to say who God is. Well, God's going to have the last say in it. Right. When he comes back to take the ones who are prepared to go. And that seven-year tribulation will be ugly because the Bible says no man has ever seen anything. Well, that thing seems to be in the time. But how it works? And at one point, heaven is silent for 30 minutes because they can't even look. Now, that's a... So I want to paint this picture of who man is and who we can be. And God himself, Jesus Christ, stood this cross. And all the rules they didn't know. I don't know. If he came in this room, I'd fall on my face. And I touched you only because I'm just, you know, that's my, who I am. And I used my right hand because we'll talk about what the right hand means. Look it up. There's authority in the right hand. And I laid my right hand on you, not just because I'm right-handed, that's what I did. And I felt the Holy Spirit come into this room and go over some of your heads. We can act, we can be so into ourselves that we watch the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna tell you why. He can have every burden I've got, he can have all my default stuff, he can have everything I've got. Because I don't want the Holy Spirit to touch me. I don't want what the world has, even though I want new carpet in my bedroom. Bad. And I got a safe for it. But I'd rather have more Jesus in my bedroom when I'm afraid and anxious and, and told that my new MS pill, because I can't afford the shots, I'm going to lose my hair. And then it'll grow back. Now you have old oh boy. And I'm going to make a decision whether I just go up all night or, or just get, I'll be wearing some wigs. So I, I need Jesus in that bedroom. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Hmm. I want you to look up what the right hand means. I want you to read, look up Matthew, Mark, and Luke. We'll have often, and read what it, Luke says about, he talks about his life. Dr. Luke was talking about more specifics. He's going to touch somebody who looked right Read, Mark, look up all three verses and be ready next week because you all have a way of thinking. We're going to get it straight. Praise God. Don't be mad at me. 
I know it's 15 but I, and I know, and I know, and I know, and I know, and I know. But I'll tell you what, I need Jesus so desperately, I'm the one spending my here all week if I need to, and lay on this, on these pews, and lay on this floor, so Jesus can touch So I'm going to lose my hair, even though it's not perfect, but I'm going to lose it. You get what I'm saying? So I'm saying, in the name of Jesus, Amen. So look it up. Please, I'm begging you almost. 